Hey everybody, welcome to the Climbing Sycamores podcast, uh, where we look at today's topics to get a better view of Christianity. I'm Annie Beagie, and I'm joined by my friends Ben Sadler and Matt Harbach. Well, welcome everyone to Climbing Sycamores. Uh, dry January continues for me. How do you feel? I feel fine. I don't feel much different. I mean, I guess maybe not as tired. But, um, yeah, I don't know. I've been out like three or four times. I've been out very late, 3 a.m. Not have Drinking Red Bulls. Uh, uh, non-alcoholic River West Stein is my go-to now. Oh, cool. And it's actually pretty good. Nice. Yeah. So um, there does seem to be a push in the liquor industry for more health-conscious choices. Mm. So now we're seeing a lot more. I mean, Dave does that for a living. He's a right. liquor sales guy. So they're having a conference about all the the new, like, health conscious products that are coming out um, with lesser and, and no alcohol. Do we really need antioxidants in our alcoholic beverage? Well, no, <laughs> more, less about the antioxidants and more about the no alcohol. So it's, okay. it's like no alcohol or very lim- little alcohol. Yeah. So there's wines that have no alcohol. There's, you know, new Isn't beers. called and, grape juice? Yeah, maybe. <laughs> <laughs> I think they maybe. invented that a long time ago. I, I appreciate, yeah, like a mocktail. I think the sugar thing, that's the hard Agreed. part is how do you find drinks that aren't just totally laced with right. sugar? What is an antioxidant? A blueberry. No, 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 no. It's Blueberries are rich vitamin, in antioxidants. Yes, yeah, uh, vitamin E, D. I think they fight B. against free radicals in your system. <laughs> Look okay, it up. Super helpful, Look it thanks. up. I, I don't think be, I for a while for a while they were like the, the rage. I've heard that they're really not uh they're not as significant. Like this isn't the thing that's going to be the fountain of to youth. stop you from getting cancer. Yeah, but um supposedly they're healthy. It's just blueberries, people. We knew <laughs> it all along. Just eat blueberries, don't get cancer. Broccoli, all that. Oh, yeah, that's antioxidants. Broccoli. Yeah, I don't think that. I don't think it's. I think it's all hope. It's mumbo jumbo. It's not. Yeah. Just eat a raw. You know, you have have a lot of have fruits and vegetables, less processed foods, that whole thing, which is cool. It is cool. No, no. I, if I'm we really saying, want to go down this road, I got a whole list of health ideas, but I've, yeah, I've already yeah, done that. We'll so do we that. Don't want to yeah, go we can do that another one. Yeah. Okay. How so? Dry January for Annie, and uh, what are we calling your thing? Low uh, energy January. <laughs> yeah. No energy yeah. drinks. Um, what, what's that like for you? How's that going? I'm fine. I mean, I, I... Do you think you sleep better now? I don't think it has much to do with the caffeine. I, 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 would, I, I, I People always assumed that because they would always see me with one that I would like... I would drink like maybe one a week. Oh, like, I, I wasn't really addicted to caffeine at all. It's one a like week more than that. Yeah, yeah it's, that's what it seems like. Your but pocketbook I, is probably better. <laughs> well, yeah, I may I don't know. I it 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 didn't. Have, I don't have caffeine withdrawals or anything like that. It's okay. just like sometimes sometimes you just want the extra zip. There you go. A little pep in your step. I feel like when I do a lot of coffee, I'll feel withdrawals when I stop. But any of mm. those kinds of drinks are usually a lot of them are green tea. That's where a lot of the mm. caffeine comes from. I don't feel like I get the withdrawals as mm. much. On that note, my kombucha is going to be ready tomorrow, so I'll make sure to bring. bring Have you named in. your Scoby? I did. His what? name is Scooby. Scooby the Scoby. <laughs> yes. No. Um, the kids are terrified That's of it. Right. I'm mildly terrified of it. It, it lives in the basement. <laughs> I. It's really oh, awful. Right. 
Um, no, it's not right. It's very terrifying. But uh, I'll I'll bring some in. That it'll sounds be, great. It'll be good. I'd love to try it. Yeah. That is another. It kind of feels like you're drinking alcohol. It has some or of the soda. same. Pro- yeah, the like, same properties. Oh. Fermented and fermented. Fungus is like the, like just you're not supposed to eat. I don't fun- think that's a fungus. Funguses eat you. It's like rock paper scissors. Okay, animals eat fungus. <laughs> we eat animals. Fungus eats us. No. Okay, and it's not meant to work the other way I don't around. Think, I don't think a I, scoby is a fungus. I'm pretty sure it is. It's growing. It creates in there. good bacteria in your gut. Good bacteria. That's another one of those. Good <laughs> lord. Isms. <laughs> All right. All right. Anyway. Anyways, what what do you want to talk about, Annie? Well, um, I want to talk about cuss words, and <laughs> and should we as Christians cuss? No. <laughs> no, we should not. Why? Oh, that's bull. Because <laughs> let no unwholesome Can you... talk come out of your mouth. Okay. Well, and I think we have to define that, right? So do nothing that gives offense. Do nothing that tampers with someone's conscience. Great. And I'm I'm all here for that. Like there are certain people I will not cuss in front of. Mm-hmm. There are other people that because oh, you can tell who has I a sensitive fly. conscience. You can just tell. <laughs> He's glaring at me. Well, I know it's not you, so. Um, <laughs> um, no, I just think, you know, there. I think it's about knowing your audience. I think it's about your intention. You know, if you're, if you're literally cursing someone, mm-hmm. like, you know, go to hell or, yeah, right. you know, that's a lot different than, oh, what the hell, mm. you know, okay. or like, yeah, I just feel like you have to know the context, know your audience. Don't offend somebody's conscience if you suspect that they, you know, but if somebody's dropping some type of word first, I'm like, oh, free and clear. <laughs> I don't know if it was the stories my wife said it or I think it was my wife when she was a little kid was sitting in the back seat of a car and some relative was in there. She must have been four or five. And she said, I know all the cuss words. <laughs> 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 So what is the use? What, like, what's the, why would you, why do you feel the need to talk like that? Well, I think I, it's not a need per se. I think sometimes it's more of an, you know, an emphasis or whatnot. Um, Does this go back to what we talked about last time on anger? No. Okay. Sometimes, but okay. not always. Okay. Like, so when I, I kind of did a little search and like James 3, 10, 11 came up out of the same mouth come praise and cur- out of the same mouth come praise and cursing. My brothers and sisters, this should not be. Correct. Can both fresh water and salt water flow from the same spring? And I think it's about cursing in my head. Mm-hmm. A word is just a word. Sure. The intention behind the word mm-hmm. or the way in which you're using the word is mm-hmm. more of the problem than the word itself. Sure. I, I think that way. Mm-hmm. I don't know that that's accurate. For me... There's a couple different reasons why I don't feel like it's necessary. One, uh, yeah, you have like the cursing, and I think that could be unhelpful and it could be sinful in, in many different ways. And then just like a practical thing, I think if somebody's just flying off the handle or just using vulgar language, it doesn't come across as somebody that I would look up to or wise like don't you, like that's your vocabulary that you don't have any other adjectives that you could come up with right and so that's so i don't know if it's necessarily a sinful thing but i guess is this wise like 
does this really make you look like somebody to that's worth following? And you I know. know Dave's mom has the argument of like, you know, especially when it comes to songwriting and things like that. Like, do you not have any other, you know, like, are you really that uncreative that that's sure. all you can right. say as your default, you know? And what does the swear word represent? I mean, usually it's some kind of sexual thing or, or yeah, cur- like, like you said, bringing curses down on somebody. Vulgar words for bodily functions. I mean, it, it's just, what does that word represent? I can't think of one that would be helpful or encouraging, like, or more vivid than just the word, or why, you know, why would you use it? Matt, you got a potty mouth. You tell us what you think. <laughs> what? <laughs> um, well, if you, if you think about it, it seems like there's very little justification for cussing. I, I don't, like, there's, there's an argument. I'm trying to I'm trying to think of how to word this. Like if you start from saying like how should I how should I uh uh or if you start by saying should I adjust like okay I'm going to I I'm I'm doing my thing should I adjust the way I present myself for other people? I think you if you start like that you can kind of say uh well no it's not a big deal but that's an attitude that's putting you first and if you take an attitude that says like i'm going to do everything i can to live how god wants me to live and so i'm going to start at zero and i'm going to build my life according to what he wants where do you find yourself adding oh and i should also curse sometimes well, it's not a matter of, sh- I mean, I think it's, from my head, it's not about I should or should not. It's more about. Is it wrong or what? Is it, ro- is it wrong or, yes, what kind of image are you, you know, giving off? Mm-hmm. Are you offending people? Are you offending their conscience? Mm-hmm. What good can come out of it? I, I just wonder, like, if I'm preaching and then, you know, no, no cussing while I'm preaching and then there's a hot mic. I sometimes forget to turn off my mic, and I mm-hmm. lean over and say something to Bill, and the whole <laughs> congregation hears me. Do you lose I'm, credibility? Yeah, I just I don't think there'd be any reason for me to talk differently than what how I preach. You know, I think you can still be funny. I mean, is there any added value? I mean, I, I could still show anger. I sh- could still show sadness. I could sh- still you know bring up an argument. I don't think it. I can't think of a time where like. A well-placed cuss word is going to add any value. <laughs> yeah, um, I still think you can be funny. Um, and if you cut, like if you cuss behind closed door, you say, "I'm not going to cuss while I preach." Well, when should you? Yeah, that's kind of my like. I remember when is it a I, good idea? I think I, I don't know if it was Bill Clinton or I think it was George W. Bush. Like there was a hot mic on him, and he was like, he got done with a speech, and then somebody else got up and he was like, "That guy's a complete." And he just went on. What? What was what, he? I think like asshole or something like that. Yeah. <laughs> and and it was a hot mic. Mm. And, uh, you know, it just showed, didn't show him the, in the right kind of light. And I so, yeah. Well, he I was just, also name calling too. You know, like sure. that's something else where the intention behind it. Sure. Like for me, in my head, there is one cuss word. There is only one. <laughs> no, it's, it's, and it's the N word. Oh, that you wouldn't say. That I would Okay, no, I right. see what you're saying. And that yeah. is, that is not under... 
that is both under friendly fire or non-friendly fire. You so would never in say a, that. no, in yeah, a song, correct. no, we are not saying that. Like that is that to me is is a cuss word. Mm-hmm. What what whatever the intention behind it is, whether sure. it's again you're quoting a song lyric, yeah. or you say it amongst your peers or what have you. Yeah, that is not okay in right. my mind. Right, and so. The intention yeah. behind that word, no matter what it is, is wrong in my Correct. head. So yeah. wh- whereas I feel more conflicted mm-hmm. with other words, other, you know, cuss, traditional cuss words. Yeah. Because to me, that's just a, a word. Yeah. And I don't, I guess I don't give it too much thought. And and again, as long as you're not calling somebody, you know, go to hell, you're an asshole, that kind right. of stuff. That's different, you know, than, right. you, you know. Yeah, I mean, I just, I've called myself an a-hole, like, right, repeatedly, yeah. right? I don't know how helpful that is. <laughs> <laughs> it's half in jest, you know? Uh, interesting. I just, I can't think of a good reason for it. Except I, I, that it might ruin credi- your credibility Yeah, that, I just think, I, I think there's too many risks, there's too many unhelpful things, and I think... I mean, even, yeah, like, again, like comedians who, it hasn't hurt their career to be clean. Like, I think people thought, well, you have to cuss to be funny or you have to cuss to be a good musician. Like, I don't know if they, the, any of those things add value or I mean, if you're trying to add shock value, I guess, but people aren't shocked by it. Oh, another thing I was going to say is I think it's interesting, maybe not just with cuss words, but how language keeps changing as to what offends people now that you watch an old episode of The Office, and I think uh, Steve Carell said, you know, we could never have started The Office today Mm, mm -hmm. because how much language has changed. And I think it's been pretty universal that the word you mentioned has been uh, offensive for for decades now, but there's all sorts of other things that, you know, you watch old episodes, like, oh, you couldn't say that today. Uh, So... that's another challenge is just trying to keep up with what's what's politically correct. And I don't know if that's because of how small our world is getting, how, how easily offended people are, but it, it language is a challenging thing. So I just I don't know. I don't I, I don't think I could justify it in my normal speech. I think um, I don't think it would be helpful. I think I could lose credibility very quickly, lose an opportunity to share the gospel and uh yeah, I just Okay. But if I smash my finger, it's hard not to uh, <laughs> say something. Good on that one. Do you have more, Matt? I was going to add a, um, a couple years ago, they, there was a big, like, uh, not around here mostly, and uh, definitely the coasts and uh, more liberal areas of the country. Um, they were talking about microaggressions. Mm. And... So these are things that are just kind of offensive, but I mean, the the I mean, so asking somebody where they're from was a microaggression, man. Like you have it because they they have a different accent. So you say, "Oh, where are you from?" And then you're implying, I don't even know. It's right. really stupid, but it's like, oh, you're. The thing is, I I 
I just don't have a problem. I don't see what the problem is, but so instead of t- you're taking an interest in somebody to find out about more about them and yeah. then it's ostracizing them somehow. Or, or, or another one is like saying that somebody is very well spoken, which is so funny, but it's like, but then it's like, Oh, like, so you, you implying that you were not expecting that because I'm a person of color almost. Oh, I've heard that. Oh, you know, that yeah. And that makes sense to, to me. That makes sense. I, yeah, I don't know. There were, but there was, there was literally like. A, I guess that's unit. what I'm talking about. Like previous generations, right? Yes. If they would somehow have a time machine, they'd just start talking and asking questions. Fifty percent of the things that they would be talking about would be offensive. Yeah. And the rules just keep on changing. Right. Um, I think about even things that how I speak in my sermons or just how you talk with people. Like just more and more careful as to what, and then I even realizing like I have, yeah. I was. No idea that that was offensive. I had no idea that that. Well, we um, even talked about this with uh, Mother's Day. Mm-hmm. Yeah, right. Mm-hmm. Because Mother's Day is a really stressful, sad time for some people who can't be mothers or who were mothers, whatever mm-hmm. it is. Mm-hmm. And that's another that's another thing that just is seemingly innocuous. Yeah. And all of a sudden, now you have to kind of like layer in some caveats and some right. asterisks into what you're saying. Yeah. Yeah, I think that's. That's really the, the challenge today is, um, on one hand, you know, all the swear words that you could come up with probably aren't offensive to many people, but then these other kind of questions or ideas or, you know, yeah. the, the, those are the things that are offensive. So the rules just keep on changing. Yeah, I think you're right. I think like singular words are coming, becoming less and less offensive and it's more like trying to, trying to, it's always people trying to judge other people's motivation for saying things. You right. get into mm-hmm. so much mm-hmm. trouble when you try to say, oh, I sa- they said that, and I bet this is what they meant. You and maybe know? that goes back to just the lack of real relationships, the lack of trust, mm-hmm. that there's so many assumptions. Um, I would assume that like, if I would say something offensive to you guys, you'd be like, oh, that's weird, but hopefully you know like it comes from, it's just being ignorant <laughs> or something, right? You know, like... <laughs> But yeah, if you're if you don't know the person, if you if you get it in a text or you have these assumptions that yeah, you know what they say about assuming something. It oh. makes a <laughs> what's that? Was that a cuss word about to come out? Boy. Yeah, it's good. Yeah, okay. All right. Well, you got a mind bender here. I, oh man. So if you're if you're not up to date on Twitter or whatever, you might not know that there's something brewing. I keep on asking my wife, Uh-oh. who's a teacher, about this, and she doesn't, they're not discussing it yet at, at, at their school. But ChatGPT is um, AI, an AI program. What does GPT stand for? I Do you don't know? know. I'm going to look it up. Thank you. Where you can plug in anything into this free program and it will write essays. It will come, you know, so I, friend of mine um andrew he's a he's an english teacher and uh so he he put in chat gpt write a 250 word body paragraph for a personal statement that uses a montage structure using the theme of hiking boots that mentions names of specific trails and talks about specific experience with a brother use specific sensory detail similar to dust from the trail coats my arms and mixes with sweat and sunscreen 
Begin the paragraph with an image. Use highly detailed specific anecdotes that demonstrate values. Use witty, sophisticated tone. Incorporate puns. End the paragraph with a complete or a complex insight. And so you, you, you put all this information in. Now you can change all that. Say, now I want you to write an essay, but write it from like a fourth grader. Mm. Or you can say, you know, now change this into a Shakespearean sonnet and it'll do it right away. But just plugging in this is what came back. As I laced up my hiking boots, the familiar creak of leather echoes through the silence of my room. Each knot is tied with purpose. Each pull a reminder of the adventures to come. I think back to the first time I stepped foot on the trails, a timid child following my brother's footsteps. We've since tra traversed the rocky terrain of Mount Tamalus, Tamalpius, I don't know how you say that, and the towering peak of Yosemite, it's smarter than me. Our boots leaving the trail of memories in the dust. And it goes on and on. I mean, just like, it's had these quotes and it's just like really good writing. Like, and it, it's instantly, you can say, write an essay on To Kill a Mockingbird and it'll come up with a 350 word essay or whatever. Wow. And then in every third paragraph, make a, a, an air so it seems like a fourth grader wrote it. And then you, and, you know, say, and, and so, I mean, when you start to think about this, you, you can plug in, write a test, um, a math test, or write an English test with um, multiple choice answers. Write a curriculum. You could literally put in every, anything, and it's the same technology that kind of, that they've used uh, for developing, this is what, at least this is what Andrew Gerlach told me, um, the chess programs that have kind of developed the best chess moves, but now this is information, the best way to write, the best way to respond. So, man, there's just so many different ways we could go with this. Uh, you know, I could write for this week, I could say write a sermon from a Lutheran perspective on John 13, or I could say write it from an Arminian Write it from a cool hip pastor perspective, and it could churn out this whole sermon uh, without doing any of the research myself. Hey, sounds like a win-win. <laughs> yeah, so GPT stands for Generative Pre-Trained Transformer. Okay. Whoa. That's pretty wild. So it's going to take a while for us to get our brains around this. Um, just wondering, like, yeah, what are your initial responses? So, you know, I... I we just had our retreat on Monday and Michael Babbler used chat GPT for one of, you know, one of his yeah. slides. He said, you know, why are we doing digital ministry? And then he had this whole big paragraph that explained why uh, millennials and Gen Z generation are going to interact more with the digital uh, ministry. And then he says, Oh, by the way, that was written by AI, that whole paragraph. So, hmm. uh, what are some of your thoughts, your concerns? What does this do to your brain? What, what do you think this is done for education? What does this do for our jobs? Any of those I things? I think what's going to come next is they're going to develop software that can read things and then just give you like bullet points. So it'll like to read summarize. a whole paragraph and summarize it for you so that you can just like read like a book paragraph by like paragraph, you know? Yeah. And then, I mean, that's already happening. You know, a lot of tools yeah. already summarize. Yeah, right. That's been going on. But we, but we make those. Yeah. You know, and, and that, that, you know, you can type in to give me a summary, you know, that that's wow. so, but yeah, taking in information, but what about creative? So I, I, I guess I compared a little bit to like what the calculator did to math. 
Now you don't have to do all the work of coming up with a problem or in an answer. The, the calculator does it for you. Now you really don't have to come up with the writing. It, it will do all the writing for you. And, you know, one of the my favorite things to do is write. I love to write. Like I go, get into the zone with writing. And is there anything I'm going to write that's going to be any better than that if I put in the right explanations? Probably not. Do I still do it? That's one one thing. Um what is this going to do for educators? You know, what are you what are you teaching kids now? Do you really need to teach them how to write an essay, or are you just going to teach them how to think on their own? Uh, so yeah, we can go a lot of different directions. Well, two with this. things I think. One is the the complexity of the the criteria that were used in that paragraph to sure. to say what you mm-hmm. wanted to happen. So sure. now maybe are we focusing less on the more on the instructions and the like knowing what we want and then letting the AI kind of do its thing. Mm-hmm. I don't know. Because I, I think that the instructions were pretty complex. Yeah. And then also math, you know, we talk about math and calculators, like math is a little bit more objective, right? Like there's kind of just an answer as opposed to like writing where sure. there's lots of creativity. Yeah. The other thought I have is it, 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 it's kind of like, a really good woodworker where, yeah, you could have somebody or an artist, you you could have a print or even a good musician. You could have music piped in. You could have a machine build a piece of furniture and go to Ikea and get something that a machine manufactured. You could go um, and, and do all those kinds of things, but there's something in the craft. Like there's something about having live music and having the craft of the music and having the the people actually play the music. Now, there's all things that can enhance it, um, you know, amplify the music. And those are, are great things you're using the technology to amplify it. But it's still, you're still creating. And so I think how I could use this as, you know, writing and generating ideas and things. But I still want to do the craft of participating in it hopefully it maybe gets ideas faster and maybe clearer and 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 right now i i use uh grammarly i have a paid subscription to that i don't know if you know what that is it's it's kind of like everybody knows oh what yeah that is. all right yeah it's on every We've ad it's always but I, I think it's great where it's just helped my writing where it it shows how to make writing and i don't always agree with it but at least here's how it'd be clear here's how it'd be more helpful um, so I think what, what we all have to do is figure out what value am I actually bringing to the marketplace that can't be done by AI. And that's going to be harder because I think I, I heard, I heard a podcast yesterday. It's like, you know, in the next 10, 15 years, 40% of the jobs in right now in the market are going to be gone because of AI. So are there other values that you bring to the marketplace. No. <laughs> how many? I wonder how many times this this input is comes out um, good. Like, I got pages and pages. Yeah, but of are, incredible. I'm, I'm good sure, writing. but these are good. These are examples. You know, like how many times do you have to put in? You know, a set of criteria before you get like a good one. Oh, but I mean, give. I mean, even if it's not great, give it two years. It'll fine tune it. It'll be amazing. What does this mean? Yeah, it's kind of going to break your brain. I think 
so I read another Seth Godin wrote uh, how this might change um, education. And so he suggests that what we should be doing is have your students, and I wonder even biblically if we're trying to teach people God's word, you know, like you watch a Bible project video, some of the best teaching that's out there by one of the best teachers, and they use really incredible graphics, or go watch The Chosen, really good um, stuff that, 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 that's out there. And then when we gather together, you're not going to listen to a lecture, but we're going to guide an interactive discussion. We're going to guide. Uh, and so the value is in the discussion, the, 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 the debate. Um, that's how he, he says, you know, the growth, the creativity. Um, but we don't, need, we don't need people to just write a mediocre essay anymore because AI can do that. Well, Matt and I were talking about it too in songwriting is like somebody had posted, right? Like they had put in a, like uh, wanting to write a song and they wrote, I don't know, write me a Christian song that says X, Y, and Z. And it was like legit. Yeah. The music wasn't there, but the lyrics were there and the format was just right. Like yeah. what you'd normally hear coming out of like an elevation or, or, you know, Maverick City. And it's just like, dude. Right. Exactly. So then what do I do, right? Or, you know, how can I... So there's just a lot of questions on what... The reason I'm bringing this up, too, is because I just preached a sermon on the printing press. uh, And 500 years ago, uh, Martin Luther used the printing press to proclaim a message about the gospel. And if it wasn't for the printing press... Uh, that message would not have spread throughout the world, and there would be no Reformation. There'd probably still only be, you know, one one Catholic Church, and and um, so now the question is, you know, as new technology comes into our world, uh, how do we embrace it in service to others? How can this serve the greater good? Uh, and that I think that's the question we have to keep on asking. Now it's so new. This is just hot off. The iron, the crazy thing is how how quickly this was developed. <laughs> you know, like a lot of this technology took years and decades. I mean, the calculator used to be a thing that the computers would fill up a whole room, and then it took decades to bring down to some you put in your pocket. You know, this was developed, I think, in months. Why don't yeah. we ask it what we're supposed to do with it? You could. It's it's actually down right now. I think uh, it's it's uh, it's been so heavily populated is that it, it's, it's shut down right okay, now. Okay, yeah, I I'd, I'd like to know what it has to say about how how do we how do we most you know efficiently and how do we make this most productive? Why it's are you taking be like our job? Taking <laughs> to your yeah, 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 I know. I'm, I'm just waiting. Yeah. I do think that that's the value of podcasts and vulnerability and honesty. Like what is unique is our human experience, our core values, um, our conversations. Uh, that is still something that is human that we bring to the table. Uh, it is about relationships. It's right? about relationships. Like, yeah, because the AI can't can't oh, or can it provide you company? <laughs> oh, yeah. Or Big or just time. you know the AI can't cook your family dinner when you're going through a you know struggle or you know well, just stuff like that. Will, I think though. relation. It will. You think so? Yep. What was Everything from the Jetsons? What yeah. was that, Betty? Is that what was her name? Who was the robot? Uh, robot. Don't oh, I don't know. I'm I know what you're talking about, though. 
So I'd be interested, uh, you know, from any of our listeners to hear what they're doing. I, I'd like to talk to teachers and how, how this is going to impact their work. And uh, I think we're going to have to really clarify what we want out of people. How do we want them to grow? Um, the real issue for me is we're purpose-driven creatures. And if you take away someone's work, mm -hmm. they feel like they don't have a purpose. So how do we help people find a new purpose and a new way to have something of value to offer to the world when so many of the things that we find purpose in are being taken taken away? So what what it, what a value can you still offer? And I think that's going to be the challenge um, in the world to come. Are you guys all depressed or excited? I don't know. I'm I'm a people person, so I don't feel threatened by this at all. I mean, I shouldn't say it all. I do, you know, but I, I, this thing can't replace my relationships. Yeah, I, I think you're right. I think I was actually just, I uh, heard a podcast and, and I want to read the book now, but there was a study done of, it was like a longitude study over a 40 year period. And they did two studies simultaneously. One was kind of like Ivy League people who grew up in those schools and in those kind of homes and then inner city poverty. And they studied these groups for over 40 years. And, and it was, I don't know if it was called the Happiness Project or something like that. And they found the one thing that created the most amount of longevity and happiness and health. More than your, your food, more than your exercise, more nutrition, more any of those kinds of other things that we usually think are as happiness and longevity was relationships. That the people who had relationships were the healthiest, happiest people, which is frightening because I think that's one of the things that we're lacking, lacking. more than ever today. So mm -hmm. that's that's what we're going to need to to figure out. So yeah, I think you're right. That, that relationships are everything. They really are. What do you think about Matt? Matt's uh, pondering his boots. <laughs> <laughs> I don't do a lot of writing. Oh, I'm not just about relationships. Oh yeah, <laughs> no, I'm gonna die by forty. <laughs> um, <laughs> I don't know. I like, I'm kind of conflicted. Like you said, like, are we going to not be able to really teach people how to write anymore if they're just going to, and part of me thinks it's like, um, like transmission on a car. Like I can't drive a stick shift car and I will never need to. And I'm at peace with that because I don't care. Right. <laughs> and so it's like, oh, you kind of lost that skill, but it's like, I don't know why I need it. Right. At the same time, like we talked plenty about like Facebook and like how everyone was like, oh, this is going to be great. We're going to be able to connect with each other and communicate yeah. and be great friends. And no, it hasn't turned out that you way. Know. Yeah. The question is, what are the skills that I mean, if you were a, a mathematician in the NASA program 30, 40 years ago, before the computers churned out all the math for you, you were you were really needed. But once those computers came in, they didn't need you anymore. So what, what are the skills that are going to be most needed? I think still communication. Like you still need people who are able to communicate verbally and on video and with each other. That's going to emotional intelligence is going to be the, the I mean, so many people are really struggling emotion. I think anything we can do to, to have you know, people skills and emotional skills, those are skills that are going to be really important. Um, obviously tech skill, tech, 
the, the skills and technology are really important. I think curating, like, mm-hmm. all right, how do I get all this information, use it properly, and then be able to package it in a way mm-hmm. that, that, you know, there's so much information out there. How do we help people focus on what actually matters? And mm-hmm. I think that's another skill that's going to be needed. But, um, yeah, it's, it's, it's pretty crazy. Um, I do believe that God still created us to be creative. And so I think we still need to get into creative endeavors. Uh, yes, you could print off a painting with a, with a uh, laser printer, but there's something beautiful about painting it with hand. Yes, you could uh, have AI write a book, but there's going to be something beautiful about writing it uh, yourself. Uh, yes, you could have a machine build all of your whatever, uh, you know, beds and cabinets and everything, or you could make it by hand. There's going to be still something in the craft that's going to be enjoyable. So I think that's not going to wait because God created us to be creative. And so, well, yeah. Well, I think too, there's, I mean, you know, just we want to look at, take furniture, for example. Um, let's take like Amish made furniture, yeah. right? I feel like it's of a, you know, certainly a better quality right. than the Ikea furniture. Right. And so maybe that's kind of akin to this where, you know, this is good, but this, this paragraph that you, you know, that you create or that was, right. I don't know who did it, but you know, it's kind of cringy. Right. Like, and I feel like this is the Ikea furniture Yeah. where we're, we need, you know, the, the real skilled writers are going to be the Amish yeah. craftsmen, you know, like of the solid furniture. That's right. That's and so I are you going to have a stamp on it? Like, just like it's made by hand or, you know, that's yeah. going to be a uh, created without AI or, you Maybe. know, and, and, uh, yeah, so I, or this ma- this idea of like mass production, like it's easy to kind of mass produce, you know, this this you know kind of not great furniture, and it's yeah. it's cheap and it's yeah. easy and it's fast, but it's not as yeah the quality over quantity type mm-hmm. thing. So, I think there might be room for both to exist. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I still think you're going to need critical thinking. Mm-hmm. You're still going to need uh, debate and discussion. And uh, hopefully, Steve Jobs was quoted saying that when he designed the computer, it was supposed to be a bicycle for your brain. So what he meant, you know, what he means by that is it's supposed to take you farther faster, but it's not going to take away from your life. Just like you're you're still manually pedaling that bike. It's not a car, um, but you're still using force and you're still growing, but you're going able to go farther faster and if you were walking or running by yourself. And so hopefully that's what this does is you can write a better book. You can write, come up with better ideas, get to deeper truth using this as almost a bicycle for your brain. And hopefully it doesn't just turn into an autopilot. I'm going to turn this because I think who's going to want to read that either. Cause they're going to think, Oh, you didn't come up with that anyways. You probably didn't read it yourself. Why would mm-hmm. I, would I read something that you didn't even mm-hmm. participate in? Um, we use a lot of tools when I was in college for language study. I mean, before, before my time, you know, we had books and there's books and books that you had to look up a term in a dictionary, uh, a Hebrew word. And then you had to like, you know, it was, it was hours and hours just trying to get through the different grammars and dictionaries to come up with what this word actually meant in its historical context and, 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 and then the grammatical syntax and all that stuff. Now we have programs that you just hover over the Greek word and it churns out all that stuff. I think that's helped us get to the root of the verse quicker, 
uh, but you probably don't have that skill of having that whole bank of words in your brain that the previous generation did. So, but I think can be even better preachers now because of it. Hmm. So, yeah, we'll see what happens. See what happens. Interested in people's feedback on that, Matt. ¿Qué quiere decir? What do you um, want to say? <clears throat> so, I wanted to talk about uh, secular versus Christian music. I, um, you guys both watched that really short clip. Um, um, and I first wanted to ask, um, what is Christian music? It's good. I've heard different authors or artists who talked about whether it's a a book or a um, music, like who your primary audience is. Like I'm a Christian who writes music or I'm a Christian who makes movies. I'm a Christian and I have these underlying themes that kind of, and then there, I think when I hear Christian music, I think of a hymn or a song that's written for worship that, um, is not just written from a worldview, but written for Christians to participate in and enhance their faith or, or, or participate in worship. So I guess that would be, I think there's a difference between a Christian who writes music that's trying to maybe t- tell a message that would grab a wider audience that's not so on the nose, and then, um, which I think can be even more powerful sometimes, and then a Christian music. I'm I'm inclined to agree with that, I think. Hmm. So in the video, uh the person said uh you should uh you don't necessarily have to look at whether it's Christian or secular, but to um focus on the message of the music. And so that that one's tough for me. Some music I feel doesn't I wouldn't call um I wouldn't call it a message in all cases. No, stories. Just thinking of songs that I like, it's like is there a message there? I don't know. Like I don't know, is music trying to tell you something? I don't know. What do you guys think? I think whether you pick it up or not, even if it's random, I I think like a lot of the postmodern music that was just like random noise and stuff that that message was that this world is chaos there's no point to it um most of the stuff that came out of the 90s had that kind of you know it had no message whatsoever uh but i think most artists are writing things that are trying to send a message now the bad ones that kind of become popular music like i still don't know what any in sync song or britney spears song is like what what is that like the, you listen to the lyrics like, I have no idea what you're talking about. You know what I'm saying? Oops, do you listen? Oops, I yeah. did it again. What'd you do? Yeah, what did I you do again? I played with your heart. Got lost, lost in the game. game. <laughs> baby, baby. <laughs> you mean you don't know? I, I think all music, most music is trying to tell a message, yeah. Hmm. I don't know. It seems like some music is just trying to like in kind of like encapsulate a feeling or sure yeah. that's still Do a message though so trying well, to move you in a, in a direction well so the, the one that stuck out to me because in the video they talked about you know if the if the message is positive encouraging uplifting right then it's 
then it's good music to listen to. But I'm thinking like some people like to listen to music that is sad when they're sad. Sure. And that Everybody music hurts. can be beautiful. <laughs> <laughs> Sometimes. Sometimes. <laughs> it's like, so what's the message of a sad song? Well, what, what kind of sad are we? I mean, there's, I can think of songs that touch on like everything. And I think this is why I listen to everything. And it's because music can tell us a lot about human, hum, humanity, yeah. feelings. Oh, yeah. Love, loss, addiction. Yeah. Um. I mean, c- community, culture, like. Yeah. And so you can hope, he- despair. Yeah, anything, everything. You yeah. know, like I'll pick on Tupac. Like you know, he's. You know, there's some some songs. Yeah, like hit him up. <laughs> very, very, very inflammatory. Right. Very, and I think we may have touched on this in an earlier podcast, but very inflammatory. Very. Uh, you know, diss track, very mm-hmm. not nice. But then we look at some of his other works, probably the more popular ones, the Dear Mama and the Changes, things like that, where he's talking about his community, mm-hmm. what it's like to be, you know, to have a mother who's working, mm-hmm. who, you know, there, there's there's a feeling of despair there, you mm-hmm. know, like in the community that he lives in, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I think, yeah, I mean, you can learn so much about humanity from from music and the things that people are writing. Yeah. There's, a, you know, another song I was thinking about earlier today um, is by the Lumineers, and it's called Bright Side. And I envision this is a story about two, like a couple that is that is like drug addicted, mm-hmm. vagabond, moving from mm-hmm. from hotel to hotel. Woman loses custody of her kids. Mm-hmm. Like it's just a really sad. It's like really sad. Mm-hmm. But we know that these things exist. Right. Otherwise, there would be no song written about it. And that's what good art does, right? Mm-hmm. It uncovers, it reveals something, uh, sometimes subtly, mm-hmm. but it teaches about human nature. So I think... Fast Car by Tracy Chapman. I mean, yeah. sheesh. You know, like... Yeah. So I, I don't know if we if we want to look at things in terms of... I don't, I don't know that I necessarily see a message in some of these songs maybe that I don't see consciously. Yeah. But... They're definitely telling stories and t- oh, telling yeah. about humanity and telling us about things that we might not even know are yeah. happening or that we're very distant from. And that is the power of music is like, I think some of it is even subconsciously. You don't understand why you love this song so much, but it's resonating at an emotional level, even if you don't intellectually understand what's all going on. So mm-hmm. I, I think it's one of back to the Reformation, Martin Luther, like people said it was not his Bible translation that or his or even his uh, other tracks or writing, but it was his music that uh, that that really moved the hearts of people to 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 change. And so I, yeah. So what are you getting at? I guess what is your concern or your thoughts or? I'm just struggling to find. Well, it actually, yeah. So you were right. It is a lot like cussing, like mm-hmm. conscience. It's Does that it affects your conscience. That whole like, where's the line thing. Yeah. It's like, so first of all, you have to decide what is Christian and what is secular. Actually, maybe you don't. Uh, maybe you don't have to decide. But you have to but you do have to decide what you're gonna listen to. And if you say like, oh, this is these are store these are songs that are telling story human stories, I totally agree with you. But that doesn't mean that they maybe they're very negative. Maybe they're incredibly yeah. vulgar. Well, depressing. and if you can't handle it, n- not you specifically, yeah. but if you are a person 
who is sensitive, who can't, who doesn't, you know, want to deal with it or yeah. can't deal with it, then it's much like watching the news. You know, how much yeah. can you tolerate? Yeah. If you can tolerate it and your conscience and you're not influenced by it, yeah. and your conscience isn't offended. Maybe my conscience is calloused. I don't know. We've all, <laughs> we've already established that. Uh, that's been a whole year. We've been talking about that. <laughs> therapy for any, uh, I, for me, the most dangerous music, movies, television that portray something that's true that's a lie. Like, I really appreciate what you were talking about. You know, some of these sad stories, but there's still a truth that mm-hmm. we're supposed to, you know, this is hard, but can we help? Or how to, you know, maybe we'll look at somebody in that situation and not be so judgmental mm-hmm. because we realize where they're coming from or what, you know, something mm-hmm. like that. But I think we talked about this before, like two and a half men, that TV show portrayed on the TV show that you could sleep around and that this is funny and fun and friends, same kind of thing. Like, oh, let's just all sleep together and there's no consequences for this kind of life. But the reality behind Martin Sheen and what he was doing Charlie, or Charlie. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Behind behind the scenes, you know, was destroying his life. And so that's where I think can be the the most detrimental. Like, I don't mind hard stories or hard. Me- right now I'm reading uh, 1984 Ooh, by yeah. George Orwell. Yeah, it's yeah, just yeah, like it's, it's really hard, but it's art that's bringing out a truth of what happens when um, kind of, yeah, communism and 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 government control take over and what what that does to you know take away people's humanity it's really hard and painful and sad. and the bible's got really hard and painful and sad stories read the book of judges but for me the most powerful work of the devil is to portray truth as a lie and lie as a truth and then move people to live in an unreality that's going to eventually hurt them and lead to less flourishing in the world. But because it's got a good lyric and it, we think, oh, there's something, you know, the devil's always telling half truths or like something true about that. But then it, it it's not the complete truth. And uh, that's what I think is the worst part of art. Or where we glorify things that really just should not, you know, exactly. some, you know, some of the, yeah, yeah. And then, and the thing about art though is you can, you know, everyone's trying to get to a place of like hope or the ideal or the utopia or whatever, you know, either you're pointing out something bad so that we would do something different or you're pointing out what could be if you would follow this song or art or whatever. The problem is, is when you paint, this could be a great future if we all got behind this but if we really got all behind this would actually destroy it like you know maybe the the picture of of communism like this could be really great we all put our money in together and the government hands it out this could really be great like that's a great story but it's always caused death and and mass problems and mass and i think people are they don't know history today and so they they're they're getting behind this again because they've been told a story um that that sounds nice uh, and it's put together in a really artistic, sometimes musical, lyrical cinema, uh, yeah, in, in cinema and things like that. That, but that that's what I think is the most detrimental. But it's personal and, and relative, I think, yeah. to what you can tolerate. Yeah, right. I don't mind watching hard movies. I, I 
usually that's what, like when Emily's out of town, I'll watch some harder, deeper, more emotionally driven. Like she wants and to we watch. we know you just like Hallmark. That's stuff. right. Yeah. That's all we watch at our house. But when I get, when, yeah, a lot of notebook in our house. But when everybody's out of town, like I love like getting into the deep and even the, the hard stuff because I, you know, just it teaches about human nature and what's real and if you can handle that, right? And and uh, because I think when you can look at how life can honestly be hard and you still have hope that there's a way out, I mean, that's where you want to be. Sure. Um, so, uh, yeah, I, I don't disagree with anything you're saying. And I think this the dis- the decision and the distinction is a lot easier to make when the author, the writer, the creator, etc., has some perspective. Like what's that song? Cats in the Cradle, right? Mm-hmm. Like it's kind of got like it's kind of sad, but it's got like some perspective behind it. But then you take a whole there's like a whole genre of music like screamo heavy metal, um, a lot of which is written. It's just like anger, mm-hmm. and. And it's like, okay, the lyrics probably aren't very positive or uplifting. Yeah. It's also not about the lyrics. It's about the emotion. It's about the emotion, and it, it connects with a lot of people. Right. But there's also some really heavy music that can lead people to get excited about, you know, doing something positive. You know, it, it can be hard or emotional music that, that maybe has a similar tone, but if the person behind it is telling a message of, Let's get after it. Let's do something that that matters. I mean, I think Skillet's one of those where it's like really hard kind of hard rock kind of music, very black in, in their when they're in concert and dark, but they have a message of of hope in the middle of it, which is just interesting. And and they, they they'll tour with Corn or some of those other bands that were. Uh, but they're they're Christians. They're mm-hmm. they they don't necessarily have uh, Christian music, but they're Christians behind. It. So they 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 tell these really dark stories, but then they have a lot a lot of about hope. Mm-hmm. So yeah, I don't know. So I think that's where maybe pastors, Christians, leaders we we have to look at like what is the what is not just at what is the fault, you know, like the bad language count in this movie or what is, but what is the motive behind it? And are we trying to portray the truth as a lie? And, or are we trying to show how hard life really is? And no matter how grotesque or hard that really is, it's time, you know, movie Schindler's List or something like that, really hard, mm-hmm. but it was trying to teach a truth that this is what happens when we start, uh, you know, putting people in categories. But yeah, so I, is it true? I think that's the bigger question. Well, I think that's enough for all of our listeners to think on. (laughs) God bless you guys. If you'd like to get a hold of us here at the climbing sycamores podcast, feel free to email B Sadler at victory of the lamb.com B S A D L E R at victoryofthelamb.com. If you like today's intro music, it's been brought to you by Andrew Lynch's song, My Name, Hello.